4: now, let me say this day after the NBA finals today, everybody with champagne in their eyes, the Warriors win their fourth title in the last eight mm. years. And it's Steph and Clay and Draymond. Oh, I've kept receipts on our critics. Let me just say this, right, because I, I, th- this has been where I've been getting hit with all day. I don't hate Steph Curry, even if you think I do. What I do is I put his excellence in the proper perspective, and I get that that's not popular because it seems to be the only take you can have on Steph Curry is, this guy's the greatest. He is a great player. Is he an all-time great shooter? Yes, he is. But that's all he kind of has to be with this Warriors team, all right? again people forget Steph was in the league for six years he had made two all-star teams and the Warriors were lucky if they made the playoffs Steve Kerr shows up and suddenly it's a dynasty why because he understood what he needed to do and what he could do to take advantage of what Steph Curry did well this is why I say Steph Curry is a system quarterback he's not a system quarterback that comes in and plays okay with the team he's a system quarterback that comes in and boy he's really terrific because of what's surrounding him the Warriors system is Phenomenal, right? But he doesn't have to worry about playing defense or to set plays up or rebound. So when you talk about all-time greats and it's Steph, he's caught LeBron. No, LeBron James and Giannis and and all these guys – They're all better players. These are all guys who are better players than Steph Curry is. Steph does one thing, the most important thing in the NBA, really, really well. He puts the ball in the basket. But he went from a nice 23-point-a-game player to a a 30-point-a-game player when Steve Kerr showed up. That's what he is. He's not close to these other guys. He's not close to KD in his prime. He's not. His numbers flow from within that offense. If you took Steph Curry out of the Warriors and you put him on another team, and this is where Steph understands, hey, maybe I need to stay here because this offense is built around what I do well. If you put Steph Curry on another team, is he this guy? If you put him on the Knicks, is he suddenly getting freed up for all these threes and hitting them as they go up and down the floor in the flow of the offense? Of course not. It's There's four guys on Steph. Oh, and he turns it over again. The Warriors have created this offense around what he does well, and he does it great, right? And now he's, he's moving up that list in the conversation of, of great players all time, but he's not close to what the best players in the NBA do now because they're asked to do so much more. LeBron in his prime. KD, Giannis especially are asked to do so much more. And, hey, defensively, you need to worry about X, Y, and Z as well. This is what these guys do. What Steph does, Steph does great. But to suddenly, oh, because he scores a lot, he's great. This is like saying, "Hey, Dominique Wilkins is he one of the is he is he one of the top three or four Mount Rushmore players in the NBA?" No, Dominique Wilkins in the eighties was a, the human highlight machine, right? Because he scored, he put points on the board. But Atlanta didn't win; didn't have the right system weren't able to get past the Celtics, but this is kind of what Steph Curry does, and he does it great, and I'm not saying he's not a great player, but you have to put what he does in perspective. You put excellence in the proper perspective, right? If I'm taking for the next few years, am I taking Steph Curry or John Morant? I'm taking John Morant. Who does more things for his team, John Morant or Steph Curry? John Morant does more, right? Because he holds the ball more, he dishes, he scores, he plays defense, he does everything. There are just players that simply do more, And, and the things that Steph Curry doesn't do as well as the other. We just broad rush him away because he's so great, and he has a great image, and everybody enjoys him, and that's a big part of Steph, too, is that because he has such a great image that it's, it's impossible to criticize the guy. But yeah, he's great. He is awesome. He is outstanding. He is a great, great player. He deserved the MVP. He's got four championships. He's moving up the list in conversations for great players of all time, but let's just understand that when you talk about him compared to the other great, great players who are playing now, he's still a level below because... He's not asked to do as much. He can't get big shots at the end of games, right? Where's the list of all Steph Curry great buzzer beaters? Where's Steph? Jason Tatum, as much as I led you astray on Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's got more game-winning shots because Steph can't get his shots in the final couple of minutes of games. This is why when games are close down the stretch, the Warriors, it's a toss-up because he can't get his shots off because he's too small. And the teams are able to uh, get in on him more and shut him down and – close down the passing lanes so we can't even get in and and make a pass to somebody who is wide open. So it's just, it's not that I, I, I think the guy's great. I've said it all the time, but people want to blow off when I say that, when I say he's great, just go, oh, you don't like him. No, his greatness is in the proper perspective. That's how we should talk about Steph Curry. And that's how we go with his accomplishments, with winning last night and moving on from here with four championships and getting a chance to go for another one next year.
6: Yeah, I mean, the hard part is it's all compartmentalized, and depending on how old you are, you hold certain players, systems, teams, dear, right? Go back to whatever, Kobe, Shaq, the Jordan Bulls, right? Because Jordan had years. He with Doug Collins, they're getting into the playoffs. They're getting deep into the playoffs, but they don't get over. Phil Jackson comes in. They lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then they, they win six of the next eight all right, we, we don't discount Jordan for the early years. Likewise, Steph, I you know something changed. The triangle came in, and and look, uh, Scottie Pippen's there, and you unleash uh, hell upon the Eastern Conference. And folks go back and say, well, he was playing against a bunch of plumbers, which takes me to the other point. Go back to the <laughs> right, right. If we're going to go back in time, look at the teams that the Celtics and and Lakers were running around. But we don't denigrate Magic or Kareem or Worthy or Bird or any of those guys. I mean, here's your uh, we got Worthy fighting with Cedric Maxwell over all <laughs> Sorts of stuff, so you know you, you got all that fun that that goes through. Go back to the Bill Russell era, uh, and you know where how teams were constructed and, and the way things flowed, and, and and there's problems and caveats that we can make with all of them. With Steph, it comes down to yes, he's likable except once he starts chewing his mouthpiece certain percentage of folks are going to be mad
4: oh uh, yeah yeah time
6: things yep. and getting a little chesty which I liked because you know he was petty and, and they were all really petty I think that was the one thing and, and I've been saying it all along in these playoffs if, if you ever had a doubt and you and you really did believe guys when they said I don't hear stuff uh, they, they've told you loud and clear one after another blank you I heard everything you said even if it was at three in the morning on a Tuesday uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a bar that that was closed down, but because they wanted you to sober up before you left, they poured you a cup of coffee, and you were waxing poetic about the NBA game that was on replay. They hear it, okay? They hear it all. Richard Jefferson confirming that in his post-finals talks, and Steph, and Clay, and everybody, oh, we've got receipts for everything. That's fine. Uh, but we we look at and analyze the game, right? For for Steph, it, it just becomes the fun discussion, because all of it is just you decide where your, your starting line Chinese. is. And generally, any of those discussions aren't discussions. It's just I'm going to stand for my guy, and if you go against it, you're an idiot. That's where we're at in everything in this society. And when it comes to Michael versus LeBron, now LeBron, Steph, add Kobe and Duncan and whoever else you want to the conversation, Uh, you, you pick and choose which parts of the guy's games, personalities, whatever else you like. There's no denying one thing. LeBron has changed the game, right, with some of the way offenses run, and he's a singular talent. So trying to replicate that, uh, you're going to have varying degrees of success, right? But when we look at Steph, I mean, you you can't doubt that what the Warriors did changed how teams work. And Steph, unselfish, all of those things, those are all nice attributes. And it becomes the, if you want to stand for Steph Curry, that's going to be part of your larger argument. But at the same time, if you're... uh, Pick your other guy. Right. We, we talk about it in the moment. Right. Because for a while, as you do the show, the show is that night. Who's the guy you're looking at? It's like, oh, uh, the, the best guy is Kevin Durant. And now he's just an afterthought fighting with people on Twitter again.
4: That's how it goes, man. I want to get back on social media. That's where I want to fight. I want to fight right now. But that's just it. It's the ebb and flow. You (laughs) pick your guy
6: that you want to stand for, grab the stats you like, throw out those you don't, right? The LeBron and Michael thing, right? LeBron defense comes up against Steph, but never against Michael.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
4: iHeartRadio app. Let's celebrate the end of this year, getting into the offseason. What's next for everybody else by playing...
5: And now, it's the Magic Johnson
4: Twitter game! Oh, boy. Oh, here it is. Let's go. It took a while for Magic Johnson, but he did eventually start tweeting about the NBA Finals. So, here we go. The most obvious and vanilla tweeter in the world, Magic Johnson... I give you a tweet. Your job is to figure out if it is a Magic Johnson tweet or made up entirely by myself. Playing is me, Mike Harmon, Steve DeSager, Justin Frostberg. Are you guys ready to go? Let's get it on. All right, here here we go. In the end, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Andrew Wiggins were too much for Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart, with Steph winning his first NBA Finals MVP. For the playoffs, he averaged an incredible 27 points, six assists, and five rebounds. It's a cast of thousands in that tweet. Is that a lot of stuff going on? Magic Johnson. I'm going to say no. No. No No chance. No, no chance. That's way too much stats. I think you saw too many clips of
6: Paul McCartney singing with Springsteen, and you wanted (laughs) to sing, and in the end, and then you rattled off a bunch of stats. That is
4: not right. a magic right, we We're off tweet. To not a john sweet you guys are
3: good i assume the current magic tweet is you can see my dodgers on apple
4: you, <laughs> <laughs> you, have-, you have apple tv right, right? no his last his last tweet is hey does anybody know where i can get the dodgers game you just put that out there <laughs> steph became the seventh player in nba history to win four nba championships and multiple league mvp awards he joins LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, and some guy that wore number 32 for the Showtime Lakers. Is <laughs> peacocking, that, huh? Wow. Is that a Magic Johnson tweet? Wow. I'll go with the peacocking.
6: I'll say no. I'm going to say absolutely. With the peacocking, it's got to be.
4: <laughs> that is... A Magic Johnson oh, yeah. tweet. There we go. <laughs> there we Some go. Let's go. Thirty-two. He's
7: reminding everybody.
4: Okay, Laker fans, time to get down to business to put another banner in the rafters next season. Is that yes? A Magic Johnson tweet. Okay, Sure, Lika why fans? not? Time to get down to business to put another banner in the rafters next season.
3: Does he have the same tweet about Lonzo Ball? Time to put that in the rafters? The jersey. <laughs> <laughs> the jersey.
6: I expect your jersey. Hey, you're going to yep. hear about Lonzo Ball before this show's over, my friend. <laughs> mm, uh, yes, you will. I'm going to
4: say no. That is not oh. a Magic Johnson tweet. Not. <laughs> Steph, Steph Curry can do it all. Is that a Magic Johnson tweet? (laughs) Steph Curry can do it all.
3: Does all include defense every game? Uh, No.
4: Do it all. He actually
6: has a pretty high overall defensive rating. But, you know, lies, damn lies and statistics. Um, I'm going to say no. Yeah, way too short a tweet. No
4: way. That is not a Magic Johnson Uh, tweet. all All right. Thank you, Steph Curry, for entertaining us and putting on one of the best performances in NBA Finals history. Congratulations really? on your fourth NBA championship and first NBA Finals MVP.
3: Better than his performance in Finals history? No.
6: Yeah, no, no. He, he, he would talk about other than that guy that wore number thirty-two. That rookie from nineteen eighty. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah. Plus, he would show Clay some love. He loves Clay. So. And he'd have a picture of uh, winning time. Okay, you're all saying no, and that is a Magic Johnson <laughs> really? tweet. Wow. Why I just say, didn't think he was going back to
6: the
3: well. He should have just said, this is just as good a finals as Cedric Maxwell had that one
4: year. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Magic's leaving Cedric Maxwell to James Worthy right yeah, now. Exactly. He's leading to Worthy right now.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it one. 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to The Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for Or The Perfect Table. Hey, where are you? Coming.
4: Well, joining us now on the hotline, for all the big NFL news, a guy who seems to be as disappointed in the play of Jason Tatum as me, he is a current Pro Football Hall of Fame voter. He is a (laughs) longtime NFL insider. He is an author. He is Jason Cole. J. Cole, what's happening, buddy? What's this intro music that we got? What
7: is this?
4: You 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 mentioned this in in one of your visits with us, so we use it for you now once in a while. I can't I can't really hear
7: this. What is it? What is it? It's it's aha. Uh-huh. It's take on me. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. The, I just can For some reason, I can't hear it very well. Okay, this is this is. I, I, I'm in the right mood. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You don't. You, so you remember you did the whole do 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 do.
4: do-, do- yeah, you did
7: got, that yeah. whole thing. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it now. I just was. I was a little confused. I was a little off my game for a second. You know. I get. I'm, I'm easily distracted. Okay, like Jason yeah. Tatum. Okay, sure. Yeah, I got it. Traveled on yeah, the baseline. Ja- no, Jason Tatum wasn't distracted. He was absent.
4: <laughs> you have more tweets about yeah. Jason Tatum in the last twenty four hours than
7: you do the NFL. It was just it, well, yeah, because it was so incredibly disappointing. There's nothing going on in the NFL other than like hand wringing about Deshaun Watson. Like, when is he going to be suspended? Don't worry, it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Jason Tatum, just like dude. Like go to the rack hard once in a while, will you? Just like you're you're going against smaller guys, you're supposed to win that you know that matchup. Play like that. I just it was it was pathetic. It was really it was a really a really terrible performance. I gotta say that.
4: You know, we had Rick Bucher on the show last night, NBA insider, and, and he said he wouldn't be surprised if you find out sometime in the next few days that he was dealing with an injury that we just didn't know about because they protected him from it. Because it's not the Jason Tatum that he's seen
7: over the course of the past year plus. Oh, you know, please. How did he play in the previous series? He played great in the previous series against Miami, right? He had a 40 point game. He was fine, okay? Now all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's got a mystery injury. No, he didn't. He just didn't want to attack the basket. He played. I don't even want to say, you know, say the words how he played. It was awful. Like I mean, just you know, man up. I mean, Andrew Wiggins took his heart. It was like one of those Indiana Jones movies, you know, Temple of Doom or something like Look that. Nicely done. Yes. Yeah. Spoiler just, alert. Just, Spoiler. need it out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. So, yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, sorry if anybody has not seen the movie in the last 40 years. Um, so. <laughs> it has been 40
6: years. Man. But doesn't I matter. There's that. younger people that are just sure. discovering fine. Harrison
4: Ford. They're saying, well,
7: maybe they're excited so with the
6: new announcement uh, of the next yeah, Indiana Jones that's coming out. So they'll go back and revisit.
7: Right. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. Okay. I mean, he didn't um, give you all
6: the context as to how it happens and wh- what it means to anything. Just said this is going to be a cool piece that you're going to want to keep your eyes peeled for. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Get the rock. That's what really. That's what it's all about. Just get find the rocks and you'll be fine. Anyways, um, that would be nice if Jason Tatum had found the rock once in a while and got when he went to the rack, but. Uh, it was. He's not injured. Like, I, like maybe to right. I like Bucher, but no. He just it was a listless performance, and Andrew Wiggins outplayed him by a mile. Okay, so I'm done.
4: You're you're not going to write the Jason Tatum biography. The Jason Tatum: A Relentless Life, Getting to the Basket. You're not going to be writing that. <laughs>
7: okay, it, it was, he was not what you would call relentless. So no.
4: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jason Tatum: An Unrelentless
7: Life. Maybe that's a <laughs> yeah. new one. He was, he was, he was, no, he was relenting. He relented quite a bit. (laughs)
4: Right. Yes. Jason Tatum, a somewhat relentless life. Maybe
7: that's the ti- maybe that's the title. <laughs> yeah, Concessionary yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, I, am, I, am, I am making concessions to my legacy. I am Jason Tatum. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I have do, do, none.
4: Make it like one of those uh, choices. Is it always relentless? Somewhat relentless?
7: Very little relentless? Not relentless at all?
4: Like when you have to. Have I'm to relentless
7: <laughs> in regular season games and up until the championship when everybody's watching and I shrink. Yes. Sir. That's, yeah. just, that's
4: just too long a title. That's that's just
7: too well, long. I mean, that's yeah. a big I am subtitle. A of, I, am, I am the Baker Mayfield of my time.
6: What? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, hey, See so how before- I turned
7: that back right to football? No, did you it. did.
4: You did. did hey, not sorry. your
7: first rodeo.
4: <laughs> so before we get to Deshaun Watson, right, we, I wanted to ask yeah. you about this because this is, I really feel this was the truth when, we, when, when he said it yesterday, was this whole Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Tua tongue of Loyola story has been so much fun, with Tyree Kill saying that accuracy-wise, I would take Tua, talent-wise, it's very close, and you know, Mahomes said <laughs> yesterday, I think... He Hit it right in there. When he said, "You know, I like Ty- you know Tyreek and I got along great." I just saw him. Maybe it's him just wanting to get his podcast off the ground. And I thought that's exactly what it is. I got a podcast now. I want to say something. I want people to subscribe. So I'm going to say something crazy like, "Yeah, two and Mahomes are kind of similar in some ways.
7: <laughs> they both throw the ball.
4: Yeah, they're both <laughs> quarterbacks.
7: Yeah, they're both quarterbacks in the NFL. Yes." I will say, it's not a stretch to say that Tua Tagovailoa is very accurate throwing the ball. That is true. Okay? Is it the same level of accuracy with the same degree of difficulty as Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> <laughs> What kind of absurdist world do we live in to even draw any kind of comparison between the two? I mean, look, I hope Tua is a good player, um, but come on, he ain't Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek, go get some more subscribers. You know, like, you know, buy some subscribers if you really have to to get the thing off the ground. You got plenty of money (laughs) from the Dolphins. (laughs) I like that. Buy the subscribers. Hey, he's not wrong. Well, my I'll favorite, pay for, I'll pay for you. Just let's get this thing started, can we? Let's do that.
6: <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously, you know, he, he, and when Tyreek was talking, he uh, he brought up a couple of specific plays about what Mahomes did to throw him open, which I thought was just the the most absurd part of all of it. But we have to go to the the big topic as you alluded to, Deshaun Watson. Now, the is it a year? Is it eight? I mean, it, it has to happen. What do we got a month time, right? In theory, before the start of training camp.
7: Well, I mean, technically you could let him go through training camp. But you're just prolonging this. I mean, look, I I think to be fair to the Browns, you have to declare what's going to happen to this guy before training camp starts. Because they can't go through training camp planning for him to be the starter and taking all the reps. Um, like, you yeah, know, this has to happen sooner than later for the league's sake and for the team's sake. And if I was Jimmy Haslam, despite the fact that I have guaranteed this guy $280 billion or whatever it is, yeah, I want to know. Um, and there's a certain point. It's like if this thing gets into being they ask for two years in an effort to get one, which literally could happen, right, mm-hmm. then um, this gets really, really dicey for the Browns going forward because, I mean, not only are you talking about, okay, we have to skip this one year with him, but are we bleeding into two years, and how does that affect our planning for who we're going to pay and when we're going to pay him? Because there are guys on that team right now that they're building with who may not be around when Deshaun Watson finally gets a chance to play. So, like, Jadavian Clown is just resigned, going, oh, I really want to be here with Deshaun Watson. Hmm, you might not be here after next year, Jadavian. Like, that's just not happening. So there's a lot that goes – there are a lot of moving parts here that the NFL has to solve by finally asking for the suspension. I I thought that Mark Maskey did a really good job at the Washington Post of laying out what the options are, and there are still a lot of moving parts, but he's most likely right, which is the NFL is going to ask for more and bargain it down to less. It's basically Ben Roethlisberger where, what was it, six, and it came down to four? I think it's going to be way more than that, um, but it'll come down to you know half or two-thirds of whatever they ask for.
4: Hey, Baker, Kevin Stefanski. How you doing,
7: man? Hey, long hey, time. How's hey, how's going? Hey, how are hey. you? Is it good? Are we cool? Can we, Listen. can we talk? Are we like, you know, I know I said some things about we need to have like an adult and stuff like that, but um, can we just go through one more year? Can we do that? Look, I <laughs> didn't want be, Watson. I said Jimmy, you, man. Garoppolo. I, so I fought Jimmy for Garoppolo. you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> They'll trade. They'll trade a lower round pick for Garoppolo because San Francisco has to get rid of Garoppolo. They don't have any choice in this one because what's going to happen with Trey Lance? And I hear this all the time from people in that building is he's just not very accurate right now. He's re- he-, he works really really hard, but it's going to take him a while. So they're going to be doing a lot of you know run pass option stuff with Trey Lance hoping his his accuracy improves, and I'm really praying for it, but if he struggles and he's the, and when he's a starter and Garoppolo's around, you've got a lot of guys veteran guys on that team who believe that Garoppolo can help him win games, and they're they're going want the team to go back to Garoppolo so Kyle Shanahan knows he has to make a clean break, and he even you know he said it you know earlier this month he doesn't expect Garoppolo to be on the team. So they're gonna go out and get something and I think it's probably gonna be Cleveland at that point because Cleveland would be happy to take Garoppolo on a one year deal and make you know, he he ends up you know, being whole on this one, gets his contract and then goes and is a free agent after this year. I mean, assuming he's okay with that, I mean it's twenty something million dollars, so I think he'll probably be fine.
4: Well, let, let me let me just say this: Is it as simple as Baker Mayfield
7: for Jimmy Garoppolo? It could have just be that simple. No, no, because because San Francisco doesn't want Mayfield, right? So, I mean, it's going to be a pick. It'll probably be a second that can turn it, or a third that can turn into a second, something like that. Maybe throw in something else to make it look better, like a sixth or a fifth, right? So you dress up a trade. For Garoppolo, and then you send, you know, whatever you send Mayfield off to Carolina or wherever for something similar. So you basically got Garoppolo for free for one year, and he steps in and plays for Watson. Then when Watson's ready to go after a year, you make the full transition. I mean, that seems logical to me about how it'll play out. And at this point in time, how many other how many other teams are going to take Garoppolo? Where they're not going to want, they're going to want to trade something and have him on a long-term deal, and he's not necessarily going to want to do that at this point in time, coming off of the injury. You know, when his value is less than what he thinks it should be. Where he can go to a place like Cleveland, and he can go, okay, I'll play the one year out. You know, I hope you guys get to the playoffs. You're a decent enough team. You play a lot of play action. It's basically the same offense that I just played in San Francisco. This is a really easy transition for me. And, and you know, do that. You know, you make the playoffs. You're looked at as a, a guy who's a terrific, you know, regular season quarterback, a guy can get you the playoffs. And somebody will pay a lot of money for that. So, to me, this is the logical way that it works out.
4: See, once in a while, Jim Porter, Jason Cole once, can give you Once great... in a while,
7: once in a while, <laughs> I can actually. <laughs> when you guys force me to do it. <laughs> and you forced me to talk boring. So, God, you guys trapped me in it. You trapped me in it. You went. We went serious sports on Jason Tatum. So, I didn't think I was talking about football in a serious way. I was talking about basketball in a serious way. So, you got me into serious sports guy. <sighs> what happened? And now and you started word.
6: shaking your head like you're Will Ferrell mm. uh, debating James Carville in old school. Mm. Oh, what happened? Mm. You were You bad. Were, yeah, well, I
7: was... I was <sighs> This is just... (laughs) Listen. It's it's rough when you disappoint yourself.
4: Just start yelling bees, bees, bees. (laughs) In the words of Rowdy Roddy Piper, when you start changing the answers, I start changing the questions. I will
7: will start on this. I love the part about how um, the the NFLPA was going to use all of the lack of punishment of NFL owners as grounds for why Deshaun Watson wasn't supposed oh, to be uh, I know. and that that to me is like that's such great logic and such a it's such a uh thumb in the nose yeah thumb your nose at uh jerry jones and bob Kraft and I all those him. guys make them oh. uh shift in it a little bit
4: he's on twitter at jason cole 62 that is at jason cole 62 j cole as always buddy we appreciate
6: it my uh, friend we'll talk to you later To you, buddy. Hey, he keeps that Hall of Fame vote for
4: another. He does. He does. He gets. He definitely keeps it after that. Like this one, he might have bought himself
6: another couple of weeks.
5: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart Radio app.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)
6: Uh, all right, I got yes. to bring up a tweet that I got, though, as we get shift back to the NBA Finals. I thought I'd appreciate this as a jumping-off point for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this comes from Trucker Joe on Twitter to say, just think if Kerr went to coach the Knicks. Something we've talked about before, but, I mean, it seems like we need to at least you know cross that T and dot that I here for you uh, as you remember all the money that he was offered and said, "I ah, beat it, I'm out.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, I remember when Steve Kerr was going to be the next head coach of the Knicks, and he turned it down to be the head coach of the Warriors. I'm old enough to remember that. Then I said, oh, we're going to get Steve Kerr because that's who Phil Jackson wanted. It was going to work out. And then suddenly the offer was there, and Steve, there was nothing from Steve Kerr, and I said, he's not coming. He's not coming. Yeah. He's going someplace else, and then he goes to the Warriors. And look at what happened. You talk about the – you know, there's so much is made about the Knicks missing out on Steph Curry, right? Oh, had they just been able to get him? They were going to take him with the next pick. And, you know, every interview Steph does, I thought I was going to be a Nick. Thanks for saying that. I thought I was going to be a Knick. Uh, they were even closer to getting Steve Kerr, who said no, because it was it was, it was was going to be a certainty. I remember talking about it like, hey, that looks like Steve Kerr is going to be the Knicks head coach. They're working out the contract. Contract and Kerr is going to be. I X, told you y, it wasn't going to work. Uh, well, it didn't work. He didn't take the job. Well, decided, uh, I'm going three thousand miles away. Phil, thanks. I, I I
6: didn't want to say. I hate to say. I told you so. But you know. Mm. <laughs> it's well, okay, buddy.
4: He did make the right decision. I mean, I'm no. Say he, he did. he, no, that's he made it. the right decision.
6: <laughs> no. Hey. he the rest is history, as they say. As he chases oh, down boy. Phil Jackson for uh, what Jackson's got eleven, right? So he yep. needs uh, he
4: needs two more. Well, he's got to get more. I mean, he's got five as a player. He's got four as a coach. He's got that's a ways fine. to go to catch Jackson as a you know overall. Because Jackson's got what? he has got one with the Knicks, right? Phil well, Phil's when he was got one with throwing elbows. elbows, Yeah, yeah, it's okay. So Phil, you know, so you got to give if you, you you're totaling for Phil. You got to get a little. got to get one more then if you're counting the player. Yeah, folks should um, go
6: back and watch some of the video of Phil. You want to talk about a guy who said, I'm clearing out. If your head happens to be here and I hit it, hey, it's on you. Uh,
4: Different NBA. (laughs) Twitter at How about a fresca. Mike, at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations, they do apply. Well... Saying goodbye to the NBA Finals, we're going to go and talk about what is next. We've been doing that a lot tonight, giving you our Eastern and Western Conference final predictions for next year for the NBA. But uh, the big topic of this NBA Finals, outside of is Steph going to win the MVP, and maybe this is a co-big topic with it, was is Draymond Green spending more time on his podcast than he is actually getting ready to play in games? Here's a spoiler alert. No, he wasn't. And when he said this, following the game last night. It's kind of got lost a bit because we're celebrating the championship and Curry and is, is he one of the top 10 players of all time and all this stuff today. Um, here was Draymond Green talking about what has come with his podcast and what is ahead.
7: They're going to get this
4: podcast. Ain't nobody complain. All playoffs have a couple bad games. Stop doing the podcast. It ain't stopping. Y'all going to get this podcast. They're going to get it all summer and next year too. It's here. It is what it is. All right. So podcast, we got into this a tiny bit the other night, uh, but this this has become a bigger topic now because it seems like the topic of podcasts is just taking over, right? Everybody, everybody has a podcast. You look on social media. Hey, follow my podcast, follow my podcast. But especially now, athletes are really into podcasts, whether it's Draymond Green, who is now at the center of all of this, because he won't stop talking about his podcast, uh, he, there's other athletes that all want their podcast, right? We talked last night a little bit about how Patrick Mahomes was extremely 100% correct when he said Tyreek Hill probably said the things good about Tua compared to him, because he wanted clicks on his podcast, which I'm sure is 100% the case. Tyreek Kill starting a podcast, and he wants clicks. They want people to pay attention. So, is this podcast, is this the new media that Draymond Green keeps talking about? Oh, we're taking over. We're sick of you guys we're going to be the media no i'll tell you exactly where podcasts are at when it comes to athletes with them what the future is right um are they going to change the media no podcasts are around right now for athletes for two reasons One, because they couldn't find their way to control their message on social media, right? When Twitter first came around and it was the sports angle of it, it was every athlete said the same thing. I can get my message out to my fans without having to dilute it through the media who's going to twist it and turn me into a bad guy, right? Everything was the media's fault when they were getting bad raps. Now I'm going to go right to my fans. I'm going to get the story right out. And what happened over the past 12 years? How many guys have gotten fined, lost jobs, gotten gotten cut, because they said the wrong thing on social media, okay? So they think, oh, it's going to be this, oh, I'm going to bypass everybody, so it's going to be, I'm going to get my message out, and you can't twist it, oh, well, I wound up getting fired or losing my gig because I can't stop pressing the, the phone with my thumbs. So they couldn't control their message on social media, and they couldn't monetize it, which is a big deal, because the, the big holy grail of social media was, how can you monetize this for the masses, right? How can the big people who have a lot of followers monetize this? And it's become very difficult to monetize it for a lot, because the actual impact of social media is not that great, right? We think, oh, Twitter is a No, The a smaller portion of the country is on Twitter. It's a way to keep connected. It's a way to find things out. But to monetize it? No, you can't, because you, you can not say oh hey here's a lot of money tweet out this product to your fans well no one's going to go buy this product if they just see it on a tweet they can't do it so how do athletes find a way to control their message and monetize it ta-da podcasts Podcasts are not very hard to do. You need a half hour out of your day. you know you hire the right people to put it up and get it in the right spot and people can download it and listen to it and you say things or tell stories and people will pay attention to it. If you tell good stories and you say things that are either interesting or provocative or controversial, guess what? People are going to pay attention if you said Tyree Kill said this about Tua and Patrick Mahomes, how many people downloaded that podcast? How many people clicked on the link to it? How many people clicked on the short bit? of it that was put up. It did did well for him. Now, hey, I got a podcast now this is what podcasts are going to be. It's just going to be the next way for the athletes to get their message out. And it, instead of on social media, on Twitter, because how many people are making news on social How many people are doing interviews now? They're not. I'm going to go on somebody else's podcast. I'm going to go on so-and-so's podcast. I'm going to go here on my, on my friend's podcast. I'm going to go on this other basketball player's podcast and I'm going to say my thing. And this is how it's going to work. We're going to help each other out. So all this is, podcast isn't going to change the media or how the media is covered it's just going to be a way for athletes to get their message out what it's going to replace it's going to replace news that's made by someone doing an interview with them hey there's not going to be as much of uh, insider X in this interview with, with a player where the player says this I'd love to go play here that's not going to happen anymore that's not going to happen and you're not going to see that and you're not going to see big things said on social media by athletes where up until a few months ago this year you did see that you did see athletes want to fight things out on social media or put a message out about something. So those are the things you're not going to see as much. You won't see interviews with journalists, and you won't see them out on social media with controversial messages. They will save it for their podcast where I can control the message, say exactly what I want. No, well, the, it got twisted in 280 characters. No, 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 I can't say that. I said exactly what I wanted on my podcast, and I can make money at it, which is the next best thing. That's the future of podcasts for athletes, not this new media that's going to change everything in the planet.
6: Yeah, I, I like his new media in theory, and, <laughs> and, and I like your response in theory. I, I think there's still that middle lane of they recognize, like and Draymond's still doing it, right, still battling people on Twitter. Kevin Durant's still battling people on Twitter. Uh, and Tom Brady did an interview with Dan Patrick on this very network this week. So guys are still finding it a useful tool. Now, will they redirect folks back to their podcasts? Okay, But usually when they say something salacious, what's going to help it get seen? Going to old media and having a bunch of people argue about it. That's ultimately it. Am I tuning in to listen to Draymond for an hour at time? I don't know. Maybe it might make me a wiser man, a better yeah. man. But you know what? Nope. I'm not. But when something gets said and oh, no. something gets into the, the general sphere that we operate within, then sure, we pick it up. We, we figure out what the context was and we respond. So old media, not that I'm calling myself old. but Hey, old you know, media. I'm but, Mike Harmon and I remember when books were <laughs> printed on parchment and they right. had, I had to unroll a scroll to read from top to bottom. You said that like it's wrong. I think we'd all be a little I'm bit more dignified if we had to do that. <laughs> no, that's right, Sam. You play that. You play that loud. I'm as uh, mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. There you go, as we can get network from 1972 yes. uh, into the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm celebrating its 50th anniversary. But I, I think for, for Draymond and a lot of others, yeah, they're, they're great extensions of what they want to build, right? Personal branding, a way to integrate all of their uh, teammates. Uh, And I mean that both as an actual player, but also in terms of the brands that they work with and all of that. Everybody gets fed. Everybody gets a pat on the back. But it still has to filter back to the larger population. You brought up Twitter. Yeah, Twitter 7%. Right. Or some some figure like that. And right now it's in uh, this very weird, nebulous place about what what happens with it uh, for the future. But you look at Instagram, you look at TikTok, you look at all these places where you can get little snippets out uh, and engage folks. And and what do we know? The attention span is short. Right. We love you all. Whether you're here for three minutes or four hours, we recognize most of you are not here for four hours. If you are, uh, thank you for exposing our show to your family and coworkers. I know you may do so at great peril, but we appreciate you evangelizing uh, on our behalf. Uh, And we love you and consider you family. Uh, Keep doing it, please, because we keep growing. I mean, come on, we're adding affiliates all over the place. We're ubiquitous. We're everywhere. But. That, that's the point, is that Draymond and company, unless they're going to take over all these slots... Still going to need us to parse it out, and I—I I dare say this. In a lot of ways, while they may be able to break down right from a technical perspective, health. Fred Taylor was going off on Twitter today, uh, you know, saying who's got their name in my mouth and all this, and and being uh, you know derogatory on my career. I'm like, I didn't see anything about anybody going after Fred Taylor. But <laughs> well, this is interesting, but. But to, to, to that point, is they they may be able to give you the technical. All right, here's how this worked. That like, but I feel oftentimes when it starts down that path, now I'm being talked down to. Right, as exciting as it is to watch clips of J.J. Redick yelling at someone uh, in old media and whatever else, a lot of times it's the, I played, you didn't, is the basis of what they're saying. And I think a lot of fans, not just media, but I think a lot of fans get turned off by that, too. Yeah, they may like it for 30 seconds of, yeah, put him in his place, but the rest of it becomes this, look, my high-level basketball IQ, and now I'm going to school you for five minutes. No, the idea is to make it digestible and make it uh, accessible to everyone who may have stopped at grade school or high school or whatever the level is and not make me feel like an idiot because I don't know the sport as well as you do because that's part of the the thing of the hashtag new media too is calling everybody else an idiot. And so I I I think there's only so much value for that.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. This is Uncanny USA.
3: He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
5: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts,
3: if you dare. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
8: Lucky?